You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. things going welcome into another edition of sportsnet today it's logan gordon along with you live from the doug lacy's basement systems downtown studios for our friends at doug lacy's basement systems crack foundation boeing foundation walls they have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation contact basement systems they're all things basementy visit dl basement systems we got a busy show for you on this Wednesday. The Calgary Flames back on the ice at practice. Big win for them on Monday in overtime against the Vegas Golden Knights. Now getting set for game two of this six-game homestand. They're welcoming in the Dallas Stars on Thursday. We'll get you the latest from practice. Lines, D-pairings, interesting drills. We'll also hear from head coach Ryan Huska, Chris Tanev, Jacob Markstrom, and newly recalled defenseman Jordan Osterley on this Wednesday. We'll bring you all of that straight from the Flames locker room here on Sportsnet today. Also on the program is a Wednesday because we got two regular guests to get to, including our fantasy football guru, Andy McNamara. He joins us a little bit later on this hour. Week 13 of the NFL season. Kicking off with Thursday night football tomorrow. The Cowboys hosting the Seahawks. If you have fantasy football questions, 960-960. You can start getting them in on the fan feedback line right now. We'll get to another edition of Ask Andy in a little bit. We'll also go around the NHL with our pal Ailish Forfar from Sportsnet 590, the fan host of the fan checkdown on Sportsnet as well. Quick reminder that fan feedback line always open to you here on the program. If you're listening live, choose a text at 960-960. would love to hear your thoughts on this Wednesday edition of Sportsnet today. Flames, football, anything that we dive into, feel free to choose a text. And if you're lucky, on the other end of that text might be one of my outstanding producers... Cam and Taylor, they're along with me every afternoon. And if you're a regular on the text line, you know there's one thing Cam loves more than working. It's answering texts for hours on end and having weird conversations with the texters. Isn't that right, Cam? Great, great observation. Thanks, Leon. Taylor's the real goat here, let's be honest. Wow. (laughs) Kicking it off with a shot. Woke up this morning right. and I chose violence. It's like parents saying they don't have a favorite kid. You have a favorite kid, right? I just I have a favorite. It's, it's me. It's always you me. You just choose a, to be vocal about which is your favorite. Which I'm parents, sure there's parents that are too. Which oh, most my parents, parents are exactly to not tell which one of your kids is the favorite. It's something you have to give up. It like, just the, screams Cam is not the favorite child. I didn't say that. I just implied it. 
There are like parents it. out there that have gone down that road. Let's be honest. Like, oh yeah. Sometimes there's no point in hiding it. It's like you know, you know which one the favorite is. Yeah, if you're the dumb kid, and you don't know who it is. You're probably not. <laughs> probably not the favorite. Sorry to tell you. Parents make it very obvious who their favorite child is, and if you don't know who it is, it's not you. It's not you exactly. Taylor gets it, which probably means Taylor isn't the favorite at home, at least. You're the favorite here, though. That's all that matters. Brutal. I'm the favorite everywhere. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yes, Taylor and Cam along with me. My outstanding producers, one more outstanding than the other, but I'll let you guess who that is. And uh, why. I think you just told everybody. I don't know what you're talking about. No, not sure what you're talking about. Uh, we'll get to the Flames in just a second here. A quick reminder it's a three game NHL schedule on this Wednesday, a double header of action. On Sportsnet, if you'd like to watch some hockey tonight at 5 o'clock, it's the Montreal Canadiens and the Columbus Blue Jackets. 5.30, it could be, but it won't be, the Patrick Kane Bowl. Patrick Kane making his uh, Red Wings practice debut today, but will not play in tonight's game in New York against the Rangers. The doubleheader on Sportsnet uh, at 8.30 is Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. In L.A. to take on the Kings. If you haven't noticed, hot start to the season for L.A. They're sitting at 13-3-3 to kick off the season. So you want to watch some hockey. you got some options on the Sportsnet Television Network. We will have hockey on your radios tonight. The Calgary Hitmen continuing a road trip in Lethbridge. Brad Curl on the call at 7 o'clock right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan. Let's get into it. The Calgary Flames back at practice on Wednesday. Got a day off on Tuesday after a long road trip. Then coming home to beat the Golden Knights in overtime on Monday night. What can we tell you about practice today? Well, Chris Tanev did take part in practice after taking a puck to the face in Monday night's game. So he took it just uh, above the chin, so it missed his teeth, which was good. Still needed 12 stitches to cover up the cut. We'll hear from Chris in a couple of moments who... Sounds like he'll be good to go for Calgary's game Thursday against the Dallas Stars. That guy's an absolute warrior. We talked about it on Tuesday's show. Just no surprise that he was out there today. Just another day in the life of Chris Tanev, whose body knows no limits, apparently. He's expected to be back out there on his usual D-pairing with Noah Hannafin. We didn't see any lines or D-pairings change. At practice, we did see Jacob Markstrom on the ice after he missed Monday's start due to an illness. And Jordan Osterley was recalled and practicing with the team as their seventh defenseman. So uh, some interesting movement, but not a lot of changes expecting the same lineups to take us into Thursday's game against the Dallas Stars. But let's check in with the head coach following morning skate. A long media availability for Ryan Huska. He touches on a lot of different things here. Uh, meeting with the Calgary media on Wednesday. They get set for Dallas on Thursday. Let's get you uh, the head coach's thoughts following practice on Wednesday at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Ryan, a big question for among all of us at practice today. We were trying to figure out about that pool you had in the middle of the ice, the little metal thing. Yeah. What is that? What's the purpose of it? It's just a skill-based tool. We call it the barbecue. It looks like, well, it's good. It's just, it works on their hands a little bit because it's unpredictable how the puck comes off. So it's, you can create some little drills for, for the guys and they actually enjoy it. 
Um, so those are the small little areas that you can get them to work on their skills but have fun with it at the same time. It's a good Mark, tool. Did Mark Savard make that in his garage or how, how was that? No, that's all kale. Yeah. That, well, not in his garage. No, <laughs> we we had someone make it for sure. That's a, there's a company out there that makes that stuff. Yeah, it's a neat neat tool. Ryan, now that we know that he's okay, uh, what what goes through your head when you see Chris Tanev block a shot like he did on Monday? Like he, that? He, a lot of concern to start with, um, you know, and then you see him after the game and you realize that okay, he's he's going to be okay. Now it's so the extent of his injury, um, and. For whatever reason, he's he's in pretty good shape, and it's weird to me. But um, you know, the, there's uh, the way he plays the game. Um, he's got total disregard for his own body for the betterment of his team. And if you had everybody on your group that had a little bit of what he's got, whew, like he's he's that important of a person in, in our locker room. So you never want to see a guy try to block a shot with his face but that's Chris um, and he's got tons of respect in the room because of how he plays the game. Do you expect he's good to go for tomorrow? As of now I mean I haven't talked to Kent afterwards to see how he's responded and all that stuff but um, he's looking pretty good. Ryan you're just past the quarter mark of the regular season. What are the what's the biggest difference or what are the biggest differences in this team in November compared to October? Yeah, I think when you look at our game in October, there was a lot of and I don't necessarily want to call it individual play, but we made a lot of mistakes with the puck that caused us a lot of problems and because we weren't really connected yet with how we wanted to play, they were glaring mistakes that often um, either ended up in our net or led to a lot of momentum coming the other way and I think we've been able to flip that a little bit over the last little while where we're we're much more connected, so if there is a breakdown, we have people where they should be. Um, and I think that's been a big thing. But I've also seen the work ethic and the compete from them. They, I mean, you can probably look at the last 10 games, maybe one of them where they haven't really been driving hard. Um, so they're, they're coming to play every night too, which is, which is a real positive sign. Were you anticipating there could be an adjustment under you in October? Um, yes, we didn't ever anticipate we'd have the stretch that we did have. Like you don't want to ever go through that. Um, unfortunately, we did. But the the one positive thing with it is how the guys have responded, and they keep pushing and, and working to get better. And that's what we ask of them every day. So they're they're doing what we're asking of them. And where do you want to see the most improvement in order to stay in the playoff hunt? Yeah, do it? I think like, that's. I mean, the, there's been a lot of talk about the power play, but I'm sure there's other things too. Well, that is the the one big thing right now, right? It's glaring, and um, we have to get to the point where it's it's not going to score all the time, but it's got to generate you some positive momentum. And I felt last game it did that. Um, prior games it hadn't, so it's getting them to um, realizing that they're they're good players that are out there and they're out there for a reason. And um, being out there means you have a lot of responsibility as well um, because we believe in you for one and your teammates need you to do the job the right way. So um, I, they understand that. They want to be better than they've been and now it's a matter of going out and doing it. Uh, eight times in the last 11 games, the team has come from behind to pick up at least a point, if not two. I know in a perfect world you like to lead from start to finish in every game, but what does that say about this team and what can that do for this team? Well, they believe they're always in games. That's one thing. And then you're right. You want to play with the lead more so. Like, we'd like to flip that script a little bit and hold on to leads. But um, I, I think they do have a belief in how we're trying to play the game a little bit now. And they're never out of it. And I think they realize that. So they, they keep pushing. And that's important.
because hey, every game's not going to go the way you want it to go for a full 60 minutes. So if you can stick with it, knowing that if we do things the right way and we stay competitive and work, you're going to get a chance to win, then they're, they're going to keep doing that. Ryan, what can, uh, what can Jordan hopefully bring your team back yeah. up with him now? You know, he, he's, the strength of Jordan is his speed, his foot speed. Like, he can really skate. Um, so he can put himself in positions where he can get to pucks first. Um, and that's the one thing that we want from him is to now make the right hard play with the puck. So he went down and he did a good job for the Wranglers. And in talking to Trent, uh, the last six to eight games, he's been their most consistent guy. So it's not an easy thing to do for a guy that's been in the NHL for a long period of time to go back to the American League, but he did it the right way. So it's a credit to him. And now it's up to to him to make sure that he's competitive in those situations so so then we can use him um, more so than we were before. Brian, it's not that often you get a guy on waivers who then becomes a guy that you don't yeah. often take out of your lineup. What's made A.J. Greer that guy for you? Um, he he plays the hard game. I think that's maybe the best way to put it for me. Like his details are very good defensively. You think of people that block shots on our team from our forward group, it's A.J. and it's Blake Coleman. Um, and he understands who he is. So he's a very straight line player that goes to the net hard. He, he knows what he has to bring to the game. And I think a lot of that comes from where he came from. We've talked before about the, the organizations that he's come from, um, where he understands um, in order for him to stay in the lineup, how do I have to play the game? And he's come here and he's done a really good job at that. But he's comfortable playing hard hockey. And that's really what we need. So for me, he drives that line. And when he's doing it the right way, he's a guy that we can bump up as well. You won a defensive battle on Monday, and you won an offensive battle last Friday. I guess how important were those two games in this team's psyche? Um, the the Vegas game to me was an important one. Like we gave up some chances that game. That's one thing we did for sure. Um, but that road trip we came back from was a tougher road trip, and. It's hard at times, I hate to say it, but the players sometimes when they come back after those trips, that game's a tough one to play in. And I thought we worked that game. And that, to me, was the most important thing. It was a good sign for our group that they they dug in uh, against a team that's hard to play against. Um, so for me, that was the the most important game. It's nice for confidence-wise to score some goals in Dallas. What we have to keep working on is not allowing as many. How is this team still forming? I think it still is. I think it forms all year long, every day. There's there's little different pieces that get put together all through the course of the year. So we're trying to build on those things every day. Yeah. You're, you're in a stretch of these games against some pretty top-tier teams with that carrot of playoff spots there as opposed to when you're 31st. Is it easier to coach at that point because there's so many reasons to have their attention or is, does it impact anything at all? I think it's... It's in order in regards to getting their attention when you're winning and having some success, it's a little bit easier for sure. Um, but also when you play the teams that are perceived to be the top teams, there's an element of fear when you're playing against them that if we're not at our very best, we might not come out on the right side or it might not be a pretty game. So uh, I think the better teams in the league bring the best out of you. Uh, and that's what I think is what we're seeing right now. Yep. Just to go back to AJ Greer a little bit, what have you seen in the details of his game that have helped transition or translate to the offensive side? He's sitting at four goals in 21 games, yeah. he had five and 61 last year. Yeah, in limited minutes too, really, when you look at it, he's around a 10-minute a, a, a night guy. Um, and I'll, I'll go back to what he does in our zone. He's positionally sound, and he doesn't look to be an east-west guy when he's approaching the blue line. He's smart enough to create space for himself 
but he he enters the zone with speed a lot of times. So you see the goal that he scored. Like Cads makes the move, but he's just going to the net, and the puck ends up on a stick. And he's got uh, a good enough skill set that he knows what to do with things. So um, I, I just feel like it's the his package right now, where he knows who he is, he knows how, how he has to play, and he's been rewarded because of that. We just took a quick profile on Connor Zary. Maybe talk a little bit about his progress so far this year because yeah. he's had a he's had a very solid rookie season. Yeah, he's had a he's had a good start with us for sure. Um, he's got a lot of confidence with the puck right now. That's one thing you can say about Connor and. Um, He's built some chemistry with Naz along the way. Uh, I think the challenge for a younger guy is to make sure that he's doing that consistently each and every night. So um, if you look at the games that he's had off games, um, one was a two were back-to-backs where it's hard on a younger guy understanding how they have to play in those situations. And then probably the last one against Vegas where it's a bigger, heavier team. So for a young guy to learn how do I have to play against these teams or in these situations, a big part of his development. So he can be the guy that is creating and making plays every time he's on the ice, no matter the situation. And that's part of maturing and growing for sure. There you go. That's Flames head coach Ryan Huska on a practice day for the Calgary Flames. They're getting set to welcome in the Dallas Stars on Thursday for game two of this six-game homestand at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Mentioned to you before we heard from Ryan there that uh, Chris Tanev was back out on the ice today for practice. No surprise. Uh, continues to be a warrior for this team. He took that puck off the face late in the game against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, took the day off yesterday with the rest of the team and now back out there. And expected to be in the lineup Thursday against the Stars. Let's hear from Chris Tanev following his uh, late exit against the Vegas Golden Knights and see how he's doing. Checking in on a practice day. So where'd you get it? Chin. Chin? Oh, there you go. How many stitches? Uh, Ken said 12, so I don't know, but I think that's around there anyway. What's, what does that bring the grand total to in your life? I don't know, too <laughs> many, way too many. When you, when you look back at the replay, do you realize, or do you say to yourself, oh, I didn't time that properly, or could nothing have been done? You're just the guy who's going to throw your body for Um, Probably not the smartest play to do that, but I mean, it was the only way I was going to get in front of the puck, because I was coming across the net from, from that way, so... Yeah, when you look back at it, probably not the smartest play to do, but um, thankfully uh, I just got cut and, and nothing else, to be honest. So. This is something, though, you've done your whole career. Do you ever the next day say, God, i got to stop doing that? I don't know. You might say it once, and then once you're in the game, you're not thinking, right? It's uh, it's a bang-bang play, and just just trying to do what uh, whatever it takes to, to not get scored on. So. Do you, do you even see the puck coming to you at that? Like, it's so quick, but do, do you actually see it going to your face and think, oh, dear Lord? I don't know. No. I mean, it, 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 they shoot it pretty quick. So um, I was just trying to get in the lane, and it happened to hit me uh, right in the chin there. What, what goes into to that? Like, are you trying to block it with, like, a different part of your body? Like, like, are you just trying to block the shot. I mean, it, there's it's either he's going to have an open look or I'm going to try to block the shot. It's not like there's not enough time to go, okay, I'm going to go like this and slide that way. I mean, it happens quick and get hit in the face once in a while. Do you feel fortunate when these things happen and it's not as bad as it sure looks? Yeah, I'm very fortunate this one. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think uh, we were quite worried when it happened, so... Um, our medical staff did a great job of sort of lining up everything I needed to do yesterday to make sure my jaw wasn't broken and, and all that stuff. And 
thankfully everything uh, came back positive and uh, just move forward from there. And I guess a big part of it is you want to make sure you protect the teeth you have left. No, I mean I don't mind if the the snaggle tooth gets gone. I don't. I wouldn't mind that at all. Where, where does that that block rank for you in terms of? I don't no idea. I, I couldn't care less about ranking my blocks. I don't know. Yeah. Did you watch the end of the game? I'm assuming you did. No, I couldn't. They, couldn't. Were, they put the like the radio on so I could listen to the um, listen to the like the voices of whoever was. I think it was the radio feed on, so, so I could hear what was happening. And then, uh, but I, I couldn't see anything. Does it make it all worth it when when you find out they held, they won? Yeah, it's awesome to to win. I mean, it's a huge huge game for us against Stanley Cup champs, right? So I mean, after a, a tough loss before against a good team uh, to be able to bounce back like that it was a great effort by us and Vladdy, Vladdy, Vladdy played awesome for us on, on short notice which was incredible so I mean that, that was huge Chris Tanev checking in after practice on Wednesday bringing the latest Flames audio right here on Sportsnet today uh, let's move on here from Jacob Markstrom he missed the start on Monday last minute illness that took Jacob out of the game and introduced us to now legendary Calgary e-bug Dusty Nickel. Practiced uh, at morning skate, was set to go, but late pull meant Dan Vladar got the start. Turned out well for everybody in uh, Flamesland, but we're wondering what was going on with Jacob Markstrom. He was back at practice, full participant, and expecting to go Thursday against the Dallas Stars. Well, let's check in with Calgary's. Number one goaltender, see how he's feeling after missing the start Monday against the Vegas Golden Knights. So, Jacob, can you walk us through uh, a couple of days ago and how you're feeling? And how uh, well, I uh, yeah, woke up from my nap, didn't feel good, and then, you know, still try to come in and play and get ready. And, uh, yeah, the body, we didn't want to get going and, uh, you know, got pretty bad. So, had to get home and, uh, you know, Vladdy had a great game, so it was uh, I was in uh, uh, fetal position at home watching the game, and you know it was a uh, you know a good night and good win. How would you? How are you feeling right now? Pretty good. I gotta get some fluids back in me and uh, get some weight back up. But uh, other than that, uh, pretty good. What was going through your head when Dan went down early on in the game? Uh, nothing really. It's I mean he's Dan is uh, I know Dan he's tough, so uh, nothing really. I thought it was. You know, that's a tough play, scary play. And it's, you know, I thought it was really dangerous and uh, came in with a lot of speed. And, uh, you know, as a goalie, I know how it is. You sit there looking at the puck and then a guy coming from the blind side just runs you over. It's uh, it's pretty dangerous. So, you know, a scary play, but Dan was okay. And, you know, he, he had a he had a heck of a game. So, you know, I'm really happy for him. Were you, were you happy that, that Dustin got a little bit familiar with the spot? Like, he's been here for a few years, like... The, the e-bug, like, like how cool was that to see him for, for a guy that you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's good. He's such a good guy. He comes in whenever, you know, whenever we, we need him, he comes in and he's, you know, happy guy, great attitude and, uh, you know, works hard when he gets here. So, you know, uh, if he would have got a chance to go on in, I don't think he would have, uh, uh, he, he would have made a fool out of himself. I, I think he could have hold the fort down if, if needed. And, and do you feel like do you feel like you could move around and practice normally today and, and things? Yeah, were, uh, yeah, it felt good today. I think it's uh, you know it was obviously bad timing. It was a uh, tough twelve hours, but uh, you know after that it's uh, when whenever when you had nothing left in your body, it was uh, you know reset and you know felt felt good. 
and then like this team's played really well of late. So so what, what do you think your your teammates have been doing over the past month? Uh, you know, I, I think we're you know obviously we had a had a few comeback wins, and it's uh, you know just to to trust the process and uh, you know don't uh, you know stick with our game plan. And you know you saw it in Vegas; it was uh, one nothing for the longest time, and chances back and forth and you know Vladi stood on his head and uh, you know gave the t- gave the, the team a chance to, to get the tied up at the, in the third and it's just shot rebound and you know those bounces are going to get in uh, uh, so I, I thought uh, we did a really good job and uh, you know Vladi was great. What goes through your mind when you see that awful you know, Tanev take that shot in the face? Yeah I, my stomach hurts to be honest it's you know, I've seen it for over a decade, and you know the how selfless he is. And you know, every time that stuff happens, you know, I ask him what he's doing, and he's like, "Yeah, I didn't plan that well." And, and then you ask him how he's doing, and he says it's good. So, but it, but yeah, it's that was scary. And but you know, I, I haven't I haven't met a tougher human being than him uh, in my lifetime. So he's uh, you know he's the ultimate teammate and sacrifices his body and you know whatever it takes, and it gives the team energy. There you go. Checking in with Jacob Markstrom following practice on Wednesday. Good to hear that Jacob's feeling better. And yeah, more on Chris Tanev and the warrior that he is. And Jacob would know that as well as anybody going back to their time as Canucks together. Jacob's uh, probably had more than a fair share of uh, firsthand views of Chris Tanev putting his body on the line to block a shot for his goaltender. So Chris Tanev continuing to be a warrior. But the good news is sounds like both of the former Canucks are going to be good to go for the Calgary Flames when they get back at it Thursday against the Dallas Stars. When we come back here on Sportsnet today, going to dive into some fantasy football with our pal Andy McNamara, checking in around the NFL. Week 13 kicks off with the Cowboys and the Seahawks. That means another edition of Ask Andy's coming up. If you've got fantasy football questions, you can start sending them into the fan feedback line, 960-960. You have dynasty questions. You have trade questions. Start sit. Is there somebody sitting on the waiver wire that you're debating picking up? Let us know. Uh, again, sit them in at 960-960. Another edition of Ask Andy with our pal Andy McNamara. It's coming up next when Sportsnet Today returns here on Sportsnet 960. The fan. Another NFL week kicks off tomorrow night from Dallas. It's the Cowboys and the Seahawks already into week 13. Flying by, but perhaps a good Thursday nighter to kick things off. Your Sunday night game, Chiefs at Packers. Monday night, eh, maybe not as good if Joe Burrow was healthy, but you got the Bengals and the Jaguars. Lots of teams on by, but it is a Wednesday, and that means it's time to go down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Welcome in our fantasy football guru and our Wednesday regular here on Sportsnet today. It's Andy McNamara, AMC. How are you, pal? Logan, I'm doing good, man. But uh, I got to say, we got six teams on by this week. This is uh, Fantasy Buy again Part 2, brother. This is not Ooh. good. This is a tough one. And uh, if you're in a fantasy league, you're likely uh, either ahead, behind, or somewhere in the middle fighting for playoff positioning. Uh, say goodbye to the Ravens, the Bills, Bears, Raiders, Vikings, Giants. I would imagine... Uh, a little oh. bit of everything missing from somebody's lineup right now. Oh, yeah. This is – and I'll tell you, I'm in four leagues, and I got bit. There was one league, Logan, that I just couldn't help myself drafting. Everything just lined up. 
I have like six players on by this week. And it just, just the way the draft was falling, I always am conscious of where bye weeks and try to spread it out. But it was a situation. It's like, they're too good to pass up. And I knew this day was coming and it is here. And now it's like my best running back available was Kenneth Gainwell. That was the best I could get. This is some dark times. It is. It's uh, it's tough out there for fantasy football owners. But if you've got questions, hopefully uh, we're here to make life a little easier for you. We will get to another edition of Ask Andy. I see a bunch of questions already on the text line at 960-960. You can continue to send them in. Uh, if you've got waiver wire questions, if there's somebody still sitting out there on the waiver wire, perhaps you've got a later trade deadline, you've got dynasty questions, start sit options, any and all of it, 960 960- 960. We'll get to ask Andy coming up in just a few moments. I guess the news of the day, uh, AMC will start in New York. Aaron Rodgers opens up his <laughs> 21 day practice window. Uh, wow. Is, does this like make sense to you? Is, is this, are we going to actually see Aaron Rodgers back or does it all depend in your mind what the Jets do over the next couple of weeks? Man, I would still be so shocked. Like, he kind of hedged his bets a bit on the Pat McAfee show this week. He's like, yeah, if it makes sense, if it's playoff hunt and all that. So he's kind of kept a little doubt and a little – and now this practice window, I would be shocked. Like, like really, for the Jets, you have to be in a realistic spot to make the playoffs. You're four and seven. Like, and you have Tim Boyle. Come on. Like, you're, you're telling me Aaron Rodgers is going to come back if this team is five and eight? Five and nine. It, oh, why? Yeah. It, outside of just having, outside of it purely being a complete ego boost, showing look what I did that no one else could do, which is very possible with Aaron Rodgers. Let's not discount that. It is very possible that he'll just do it to try to make himself look good and put himself over. But from a sensical standpoint, it makes zero sense for him to come back this year. Interesting. Uh, we just heard from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. Uh, this will be interesting for you, Andy. Uh, Kevin Stefanski confirming Joe Flacco is the backup yeah. to Dorian Thompson Robinson, who is in concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. And if DTR can't go, Flacco would get the start against uh, <laughs> for oh. just unbelievable. Uh, who would have thought in 2023, late 2023, Andy, we'd be talking about Aaron Rodgers and Joe Flacco. Oh my, yeah, yeah. Joe Flacco, former Browns killer with the Ravens, he is—he's uh, back, and he's sadly he's the best option that the Browns <laughs> have in LA, playing the Rams, and it'll be very interesting because he, look, he's going to play. How often this year in the last couple of years, if a player starts the week in concussion protocol, and now we're midweek, do they play? DTR is not playing. It's going to be Joe Flacco. And apparently, like Logan, the word was the Browns only had to see him throw eight passes in the trial. And we're like, we're in. So was that desperation or was that like, hey, this guy looks awesome. Like, it's not like he was lighting it up with the Jets or whatever. He's got a great offensive line in front of him. He's got a terrific running game. Um, He's not mobile. We know that. Look, I have to be cautiously optimistic, but like, what can we really expect out of a 38-year-old Joe Flacco who has played sparingly uh, over the last number of years? Uh, okay, a couple of trends I want to get your thoughts on. Uh, I'm sure we'll get some quarterback questions, as we always do on Ask Andy, but how are you feeling about Jordan Love right now? Last two <laughs> weeks, yeah. two top 10 finishes, over eight yards per completion, no INTs. Now, it came against the Chargers and the Lions, 
but that's still some pretty good territory for a guy that we didn't really know what to expect from this season. Yeah, it's been a real interesting fantasy year, real life year too for Jordan Love because remember the first three weeks of the season, first four weeks really, he had 23, 20, 25, and almost 20 fantasy points. Then fell off. Okay, so the new quarterback got figured out, as some do. The question then becomes, can you figure out getting figured out? And he did. And that started in, uh, two weeks ago, really, right? Where he had the game before. Fantasy-wise, he was just under 19, which was fine, but he threw two picks. Last two weeks, five touchdowns, no interceptions. And look, you beat the Detroit Lions, who are one of the classes of the, N- NFC, uh, the NFC in your division. Like, this is we can't overlook that. And you're playing Kansas city, really good defense as well. But fantasy wise, even if you don't need Jordan love, pick Jordan love up before Tuesday or Wednesday's waiver wire, he was um, available in about 50% of the leagues. And I'm looking now he's 61% rostered. So if he's there for backup death, just to keep him away from other people on your team, if you can, I don't know why you wouldn't add him. Yeah, he's got some good results in there. And look, you've probably got worse options out there at the quarterback position than, than going with Jordan Love, who, like you, yeah. I mentioned, there isn't throwing the interceptions either. So it's not like he's killing you in that in that sense no. either. So that's been good news for him. Uh, interesting, the tight end position is always one to watch for. Oh. Uh, Pat Fryermuth was the big name this week. Are you buying into the Steelers tight end as perhaps a savior for somebody at that position? You have no choice. You have zero choice. It has to be Pat Firemuth if he's available, Logan, because I'm going to go through some of the other names uh, with you here, and they, they, they are not good. So even if Pat Firemuth gets you nine fantasy points, that's better than, I don't know, Jonu Smith. Anyone, anyone sign up for old Jonu? No, he's no. popped a couple times this year, but here, here's, John, here's the, the adventure you get with Jonu Smith. Uh, since week seven, five fantasy points, two, 21, and then 1.1 fantasy points. That's, that, yeah. So for Firemuth, yes, Evan Ingram is another one I don't mind. Um, Everett's floating around a little bit, Conklin. But, uh, Logan, I, I'm, I'm picturing the Spider-Man meme where there's like four of them and they're all pointing to each other. <laughs> these, these are all the same players because all of them will get you like four targets, three or four catches for like 38 yards, and if they don't have a touchdown, your day stinks. So it's kind of like, all right, well, if you're not going Firemuth, uh, where else do you go? So, you know, and Evan Ingram or Everett might be your better bet, but they're all kind of the same guy. Uh, ask Andy's coming up with our pal Andy McNamara in just moments. You can continue getting your texts in at 960-960. If you've got a fantasy football question, you want Andy McNamara to answer, get it in now. We'll start to ask Andy coming up in just a few moments. Uh, Monday night, we saw the Vikings drop a key opportunity against the Bears, Andy, but I'm curious mm. how you see uh, the Bears going forward. It's an interesting group. They only put up 12 points on Monday, but there's going to be somebody out there that's got Justin Fields, somebody that's got DJ Moore, and somebody that's trying to figure out that Bears backfield. Any feel on no. where you can go if you're a Chicago Bears fantasy owner? Well, uh, you got to stick with DJ Moore, right? Like, look at the fantasy output when Justin Fields is in. It's it's awesome. Yep. Uh, last, last two weeks, over 22 fantasy points. I'm not messing with that. Now they're on the bye, one of the bye teams. You finish the year Detroit, Cleveland, Arizona, Atlanta. So you're getting into the fantasy playoffs uh, with some opportunity here. Uh, DJ Moore and Justin Fields are must-hold. The backfield's a, a disaster. It's an absolute mess. Khalil Herbert, I, I'm done. I have like 
three teams I got Khalil Herbert on. Done with Khalil Herbert. Done with them. Dante Foreman banged up. The guy to add, and he was available in a lot of leagues, Roshan Johnson popped. We're seeing him getting more and more involved. I could see coming out of the bye when you're a Bears team with nothing to play for, why keep trotting out Khalil Herbert when you could see what you have in your young running back in Roshan Johnson? So I think as a stash right now, Roshan Johnson could be a really good pickup. Okay, no more reason to wait. Uh, the text line's full of questions. We probably won't be able to get to all of them right now, but we might as well start. Uh, week 13 kicks off tomorrow with the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Uh, let's get uh, going with the week 13 edition of Ask Andy. You've got fantasy questions. He's got fantasy answers. It's time for Ask Andy on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. All right, text line's buzzing, AMC. You ready to go? Let's do it. All right, let's start this one off. Uh, Hopkins or Garrett Wilson at flex half point PPR? Oh, boy. Like, Hopkins has just been so flat, like, the last couple of weeks, like, 10 fantasy points, if that. Like, really, really flat. And, and look, outside of the, the dog in Buffalo, um, Garrett Wilson, like, last week even, he got a touchdown, 10 targets, 7 catches, 17.4 fantasy points. Got to go with Garrett Wilson. Uh, okay, hear me out on this one. If you need some uh, name reminders, let me know. Uh, this, one, this guy asking, do we roll with all three wide receivers and just two running backs? Wide receivers, Collins, Brown, and Keenan Allen. Running backs, Williams from the Rams, Mixon, Eckler, and Javante Williams. It's a two wide receiver, two running back flex format. Oh, boy. So we're picking two of each. And a flex. And a flex. Okay, so Kyron Williams we're putting in for sure. He's been red hot for the Rams. Absolute red hot. Okay, let's do running back. So Williams is in. Who are the other? There's Mixon. I want Mixon in there. Put Mixon in. Eckler, Javante Williams. Oh, oh, get Eckler in. Okay. Yeah, get Eckler in there. Eckler in the flex uh, or whatever mix match you want there. And then the receivers? Collins, A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen. Uh, A.J. Brown and Keenan Allen for sure. Okay. Uh, Andy Metcalf or Collins this week? Mm, boy, oh boy, against Dallas in Dallas Ugh, for DK. I always hate going against DK Metcalf because I love him. But Nico down versus Denver, pass defense, a lot of turnovers. I think you go Nico, man. He's been producing a lot, and he's getting a lot of targets, 11 and 9 targets, 7 catches in each of the last two games. Um, I, yeah, go with Nico. Uh, Andy, what's your take on Christian Watson for the rest of the year? He got, draft, he got dropped last week in our league. Uh, I could drop a Jerome Ford or a Josh Downs to get him, or should I just stay put? Oh, don't drop Jerome Ford. No, 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 no. no. Running backs are way too valuable, way too valuable. Now, we have a couple weeks in a row where Christian Watson uh, had a touchdown, which is great, but I need to see that yardage and output a little more consistently because even in that one touchdown two weeks ago, he only had two catches, seven targets. Like, we don't have uh, any – we have one five-catch game this season, and that was last week. So I'm not, you know, I, if you can drop someone other than the names you mentioned, um, I like Josh Downs better. Certainly not Jerome Ford. Uh, if you can drop someone else, sure. But I'm, I, you know, I, I still think right now Jaden Reed is the guy in Green Bay. All right, pal, Brad and Coventry Hills. Uh, how do you feel about JT playing again this year? That'd be Jonathan Taylor. Playoff mm. start week 15 in my league. I've held the guy through all this drama. He's hurt again. Should I look at trading him in the offseason? We've got two keepers in a half-point PPR league. Look at trading him, sure. 
In the offseason, yeah. Like, this is Zach Moss. He was on 50% going into waivers this morning. Um, I doubt he's in many leagues, but if he's there, you you better go get Zach Moss. That's the uh, that, that's that's going to be an, a fantastic ad, and I think we're going to see big output. After this, I think you definitely put it out there. Um, have to kind of see where where things link. Get the vibe in the offseason a little bit, right, as we yeah. get to – just just feel it out. He's, he's certainly talented, but is injury prone and had the long laugh. Maybe with a full camp, things improve back. So I wouldn't give up on him just yet. Uh, AMC, give me two of these three. James Conner, Charbonnet, and Warren. Warren for sure. Oh, Charbonnet. Yeah, you know what? James Conner has been like, He's getting the volume, but we've said that the last two weeks, but the, the fantasy points just aren't there. No. They're just not coming. And with Charbonnet, we're stuck in that kind of 9 to 10 range. You're playing Dallas. You know what? I'm going to gamble with James Conner. I like the volume better, and that's tough on the road in Dallas. I don't know. Uh, our pal Paul from Chestermere checking in. If you got any best sleepers for daily fantasy on Sunday? Ooh, boy. Well, you know what? When we're looking at, um, I guess it depends. Are we looking value or are we looking – you know, I, I certainly like uh, Kareem Hunt uh, for the Browns. If you want to slide in a cheap guy who, with Joe Flacco, who will be playing for sure, you're going to be wanting to go really run heavy. Kareem Hunt's going to be cheaper than Jerome Ford. And if it's near the goal line, he's getting the ball a lot. So I really like that as a sleeper option. Um, check the Josh Downs uh, that we talked about for the Indianapolis Colts. If he's healthy, Jaden Reed. I don't know what his DFS price is these days, but um, check Jaden Reed out because He's getting the ball in a lot of ways there, Logan, right? He's, he's got some carries. He's going over the top a little bit. Like, Jaden Reed is a, a real good one. If the price makes sense, I think that's a, a really good ad. And see, too, what's Baker Mayfield's price? You're going up against Carolina. Yeah. Pop old Bake show in. And, and Sam Howell, depending where he shakes out in the price range. But, like, a Baker-Sam Howell um, I'll look at for daily fantasy makes a lot of sense. Uh, going forward, Andy, how much faith should I have in the Seattle duo of Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. Should I move on, check waivers, maybe move in a guy like Antonio Gibson for Charbonnet this week? Mm. Ooh. Now, if you could get ooh, if you could get Gibson for Charbonnet, that's interesting. Because Gibson popped a little bit the last couple weeks. Kenneth Walker's banged up as an oblique thing. Uh, could play San Francisco. Tough. Look, here's what we got to look at as well. Look at the Seattle schedule. We got San Francisco. Uh, no, sorry. We got Dallas this week, Thursday, then San Francisco again, then Philly. That's week 15 and week 16 is Tennessee's defense is always tough. That's uh, I, I wouldn't want to double up on, uh, on Seahawks in, in too much here. So I'd say, yeah, maybe look to dish Charbonnet and pick up a Gibson. Uh, Andy, is it still worthwhile to keep Leonard Fournette on my bench? Oh boy. You know what? I think we had the question last week too. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It, it, it's a case again. Um, he he might do literally nothing for you this year. If there's somebody else you want to pick up, drop him. Drop him then. I, but don't. I I've never understood. Don't just drop a guy for no reason. Like if there's no one else you're picking up, keep him for you're one injury away. Yeah. But like you know, if there's somebody else you like at running back that's floating around, pick him up. Pick up a handcuff. You know, go go look at the the situation. Go get a handcuff out there. And, and put him on instead of Leonard Fournette. But to do, don't just drop him for nothing. Uh, lots to get to here. Try to roll through some of these as quickly as we can. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson or Brees Hall? 
man, I love both this week. I got Stevenson on one of my teams. You're facing the Chargers. That defense, ooh, they are. Brandon Staley's Donsky, man. That everyone's everyone's checked out. I'm gonna say, you know, I'm gonna say Stevenson this week. I think it's a big week for him. Uh, how about Purdy or Goff? Ooh, you know what? Purdy's been turning it around ever since the Browns broke him, and then uh, three, you know, three weeks later, he just started getting figured <laughs> out again. <laughs> but last look, so he had two weeks of 23-26. Last week got the win, but only 11. You're at Philly. Oh boy, you know what? That being said. I could see that as a heavy run game. I think I think maybe Goff is the safer bet. Goff, I think, gives you the the higher floor in this case. I'm gonna say, yeah against New Orleans. Yeah, go Jared Goff. Uh, this is from Mike. I need two of these four running backs: Andy, Kyron Williams, Jerome Ford, Raheem Mostert, or A Chain. Go um, Kyron Williams for sure, and. You know, what? I'd say go Jerome Ford. I I don't hate the Moser, but the A chain back and forth a little bit. Um, I slight edge to Ford wouldn't kill you if you went to Moser, but they're with with Flacco, you you don't have the running ability. I'm hearing a heavy run dose for Cleveland in LA this week, so I would put Jerome Ford in there. Uh, sympathy for this texture. Uh, bad QB options, but Andy Pickett or Young uh, finishes the uh, text off with a sad. No. I know. Yeah, I know. Cue the Darth Vader. No. Oh, no. There's nobody else? There's got to be somebody else. No? Got like a three-quarterback oh league or something. Yeah, is Baker there? Baker's got to be. Staff, Matthew Stafford. Gardner Minshew. Any of those, Flacco, please. somebody. Flacco, well. Yeah, maybe, maybe not, not Flacco. Flacco. But, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, like, Logan, we're lo- Bryce Young, I'm looking here. Nine, six, eight fantasy points. I can't with good conscience say him, and I can't say Kenny Pickett. Like, I guess I, I guess if you absolutely cannot go with anybody else, I suppose Kenny Pickett against Arizona, who's terrible. But, again, look for look for Geno Smith. Is he there? Uh, Gardner Minshew, uh, Baker, anybody else, please. Uh, give me a defensive special teams uh, pick this week, Niners or Colts. Mm. You know what? I had this. I'm going to say Colts. I was making this debate um, myself, and uh, I I say Colts against the Tennessee. They're just uh, with Will Levis. It's just a little bit too up and down. They're too flat. I think you go Colts. Uh, let's try to speed through some of these. Get as many as we can. Uh, Connor or Najee Harris PPR league. Go with Connor. It's Jalen Warren show now. Give me three of these four backs: Mostert, Pollard, Williams, Hunt. Uh, scratch cream hunt from that, from that. Let's take the other three. Uh, Cody from bonus half PPR Dylan or Zach Moss. Oh, Zach Moss. Taylor's not going to play. Oh no, yeah. Uh, and, he's, and we've seen what he can do. Yeah. Zach Moss. Absolutely. Uh, last but not least hit hard by the bye week P Ryan or Spears were thrown in as a starter this yeah. week. I feel you, man. Uh, and one of mine, I, you know what? I, I, similar situation. One of mine, I had to pick up P Ryan best option. Look, he's gotten you. 13 fantasy points, depending on your format, in consecutive weeks. Not to necessarily like uh, the, the dog that you'd think it would be. Um, I think you can play P. Ryan, and you know, if you can get anything 10 or plus points, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Yeah, not too bad. Denver also uh, not against giving P. Ryan some goal line carries, so keep that in mind yeah. uh, as well. Uh, Andy, that's going to do it for the uh, edition of Ask Andy this week. Appreciate everybody who sent their text in. If we missed you, and he's kind enough to answer your questions on Twitter. He's at AndyMC81. Make sure you use the hashtag 
Ask Andy. Uh, AMC, what do you got coming up on the podcast, pal? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, get those questions in. And on Sunday's show, too, if uh, you have one later in the week, same thing. Hashtag Ask Andy on social at AndyMC81. And Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern, live on YouTube. Sick podcast with Andy McNamara. We answer all your fantasy football, give you some fun betting tips as well, get you ready for Browns, Rams. But it's fantasy football heavy. We deal with start sets real time, answer your questions. So a ton of fun on YouTube. Just click subscribe. Sick podcast with Andy McNamara. And on Twitter there, at SickPodBrowns. You're the best, pal. Appreciate the time as always, Andy. Let's chat next week, eh? For sure, buddy. Talk to you soon. You're the best. Andy McNamara, our fantasy football guru, joining us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline as he does every single Wednesday. We'll take a break. We'll come back on the other side. Diving back into the NHL story. Alish Forfar from Sportsnet 590. The fan joins us to run across the biggest stories in the National Hockey League. We'll do that next on Sportsnet 960. The fan.